Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Honeys, hello. Welcome to this episode of Nanchbute. This is a fun episode. There was such a big response from y'all over last week's episode with Allison and Hallie, and it really, truly reinvigorated me. The whole origin of Nanchbute was to combine comedy and beauty. And when I have on funny people, which I do a lot, it's really fun and joyful for me. And knowing that the audience agrees means guess who's leaning into the comedy for the next upcoming episodes? Me. So get excited for that. My guest today is hilarious. And not only that, but is an amazing singer. The Patreon honeys will get to see this. When we first got on the Zoom, I explained to David that I always sing every episode an intro song. And he was immediately intrigued. And I just sang a little bit of a Beyonce song that I had thought of earlier that morning. And he sang along with me. And was amazing. And we were just freaking out the whole time about the future in our pop careers. So then we emailed a few times and David said, hey, what if we do a duet, the final version of your intro song? And I said, obviously, I'm living for that. So I wrote the song. I sent the lyrics over. David sent me the audio of him singing and I put the track together. Listen, call me. Timbaland, call me Phineas, whoever, name a DJ, name a producer. I put this song together. It is a a duet between David Yee and I, and then you will hear our wonderful, fun interview. So please enjoy. Oh, and I also want to say that David is here to promote his new skincare line, Good Light. They created a code for the honeys. This is not an affiliate code. And guess what? Of course, it is code Natch. If you want to buy any of the Good Light products, promo code Natch. Buy one, get one free. So huge deal. I've already placed an order using the code myself. Buy one, get one free. One per order per customer. Active now until May 31st at 11.59 p.m. So the clock is ticking, but honey, that is an amazing deal that David just gave to the honey. So that is exciting. Now please enjoy the episode. Oh, yeah. All the honeys, if you feel me, I'm going to sing it out. Yeah. Yeah. Last. Don't you not give for me to subscribe? 
Cause I realize I gotta Free myself and eyes All I got in the end It's what I found out And there ain't no need to cry I took a vow that from now on Skincare is my new best friend Free myself and eyes All I got in the end That's what I found out Um, Jackie, I did not know you saying you yeah. have a beautiful voice. Oh my god, voice. thank you. What oh the god. hell? You know what? In LA, we're all hyphens. We're all actors, comedians, writers, singers, jugglers, janitors. Whatever we do to get a check, we deliver on the check. And <laughs> I know you're the same. Let me inter- intro you real quick. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nanch Butte. The beauty podcast where we get down to business, we have fun, we cream up, and we live our life. I am your host, Jackie J, the beauty talk shock shock, your queen of creams, the host of the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, and your kooky southern aunt, honey. My guest today is skincare royalty, and... Looking fresh on the Zoom, not going to lie to you, lives up to the expectations already, even has a great backdrop. Somebody is a pro. But my guest is busy. My guest is busy, okay? Because there are so many things that we're talking about today. My guest is a journalist and entrepreneur, the co-founder, CEO, and editor of Very Good Light. And if you don't know what that is, then... You honestly need to check yourself, but I'll tell you, it is the genderless beauty and skincare publication for Gen Z and young millennials, honey. I'm actually an elder millennial, and I still find the content interesting and engaging, so I recommend you check it out. But also, the author of the book, Pretty Boys, Legendary Icons Who Redefined Beauty and How to Glow Up To... And, and my guest is also the founder of a new inclusive beauty brand, Good Light. It is non-toxic, cruelty-free, vegan, made for sensitive skin. Also has sustainable packaging, which I can't wait to talk about. It takes all the boxes. Hunty. We have so much to discuss. I'm honored to have in my presence today. David Yee, welcome to Natribute. That is the most major, fantastic, iconic, I can go on and on, yeah. intro anyone has ever done. How do you do it? I want your power. I want your talent and your nerve well, and your vote. I have a feeling you have it because I just heard those runs that you did. I, I know you could do it if you want. I will send you my script and just, <laughs> or next time you do a speaking engagement or something, I could come out and hype the crowd up beforehand and I'll be, and I'll go, and also honey, and also, and I'll just sing your praises, hype everybody or just up. sing, like literally sing. Yes. You have such a good voice. Oh my God. Cream I myself have... and I, hello. Right, and I might throw in some kind of eye cream, I, like instead of eye, like I, I'm gonna, it's gonna be so, you're gonna be so pleased, David. You're gonna be so pleased. <laughs> I'm like crying right now because of your talent. Like I'm oh my gosh, obsessed thank with you. Thank you. 
there are there have been 250 episodes in interview there have been a lot of cover songs i've actually released an episode of just all of them in a super cut i'll send you the link because they're all yes. covers about skincare oh so, my gosh what You're can genius. I say? We do our best. David, thank you for being here and welcome to Nantribute. Thank you for having me. I just am so humbled to be in your presence. Same. Game recognized game. I must ask you the first question I ask every guest on Nantribute. What type of skin do you have? I have sensitive skin. So it gets yes. really red. It gets really angry at certain mm-hmm. acids and also water, which is really lame. But I also have combo skin, which is the most annoying skin type because it's, okay, my T-zone's kind of oily and then my cheeks are really dry. What's going on? Right. And how hard to use certain products on certain areas. They all blend together. It's a just... It's a mess. It's a mess sometimes. And I wish I just had normal or sometimes oily skin because you're always just dewy and mm-hmm. you look moisturized. But it's very me, trendy. Yeah, sometimes I look super, super just dry and I look like I have cracked skin and some areas it's just not, it's, it's not working. It's not working many days. Well, luckily you are a skincare king. So <laughs> that probably helps. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about this answer because I've watched a lot of your YouTube appearances. I've, I've really studied you and I feel like this is going to be a really fun answer. No pressure. Do you remember the first beauty product that you ever used or bought? I do, because it came with some trauma involved. Okay. And as, it was, as it always does. Always does. I need to unpack this with my therapist. But when I was five years old, my Korean mother slathered my face with an SPF 100. Oh, I'm wow. not kidding you. Shiseido. She was ahead of the game. Ahead of the game, bless her Korean heart and sentiments and her skincare abilities. But mm-hmm. she was like, okay, my child is not going to kindergarten without SPF. Are we crazy here? No, that's unacceptable. So I went to school with head to toe, slathered right. in white cast. Back then it was still white cast, not very yes. great for, you know, invisibility. Yes. Um, and so I look like a vampire. Going to school, I have a widow's peak, as you yeah. can see. You can and at Im- a certain point, that was trendy. If it was like Twilight era, you probably would have been like super popular for that look. It was not Twilight era. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was another era before vampires were cool. Yes, yes. So yes, if I did that now, people would be like, ooh, vampiric. That's, that's yes. awesome. That's but a moon. I was five. I looked like a ghost mixed with a Korean vampire, and it just was not doing it. And I remember just going into class and everyone's eyes just lighting up. And I was like, ooh, what are they looking at? What what am I wearing today? And it was like, oh, they were looking at me because I looked like a vampire. Yeah. But I'm not a sheep you. vampire. And really, truly, your mom was trying to help you. Yes. Implementing good skincare practices that early. Honestly, I'm jealous. I'm from Texas. It was the opposite. My mom covered me in oil and was like, let's get rid of this. <laughs> let's get rid of this pale color. Like Korean moms at least respect how important it is to sunscreen. Right, right. And I think that sometimes it was overboard because I do also remember going to school. She was driving me in, I believe then it was her old Cadillac. And oh, then it yeah. was like, skirt. And she looked behind and she was like, are you wearing sunscreen? You're not leaving the car without the sunscreen. And I'd be like, mom, I didn't wear this. I didn't want to wear sunscreen right. because I didn't want that gray cast. But no, Mama Yi knew. She totally set me up for success and I owe everything to her. Thank you, Mama Yi. Oh, it's so lovely. <laughs> it, it, I love it. I, I would love to interview your mother. I feel like she would really know the sunscreen, Rex. Yes. 
She knows all the sunscreens. She is a sunscreen snob. Oh, we live to, we, we aspire. We aspire to be that level. Same, same. David, do you have a favorite skincare ingredient? Ooh, this is like asking for your favorite child, which yes. everyone does have a favorite child, yes, but you can't admit it out loud. Exactly. I'm not the favorite child. <laughs> I'm not the favorite child. <laughs> Shout out to my sister, Jamie. I would say my favorite ingredient at the moment would be something called meadow foam seed oil. Okay, I've been seeing that on certain things. It's really a wonder ingredient, and I think that most people don't know what it is. And it is in our Moon Glow Milky Toning Lotion. Shout out to Good Light. It is in our toning lotion, and it is a saturating, beautiful, hydrating oil that is the same consistency as your skin sebum. And so it's not oh, going to be on wow. top or layer on top or sit on top. You know that filmy oil? Yes, film? yes. It's going to seep into your pores just like your own sebum. And it feels so good. And I also just feel like after I use this product, my skin is so soft and glowy, but not oily. There's a difference. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like aroused by that. Same. Yeah. Same. I just got like a jolt and I'm like, yes. ooh, what was that? Oh, it was thinking about meadow foam seed foam oil. Seed oil. Oh, and finally someone tells us exactly what it is because I always just nod at like I know because I don't want anyone <laughs> to question my authority. Lovely. Okay, my last warm-up question for you, David, is what is the most beautiful thing about yourself? Oh, my gosh. The most beautiful thing about myself is I believe my nerve I think yes. that just having the nerve to exist as a Korean American in a society that perhaps has never considered us to be beautiful. I've never saw myself in media. I never saw myself in pop music in American pop music or American TV or films. And so growing up in Colorado Springs, Colorado, in a predominantly white culture, I never felt beautiful. But now I've had the nerve to believe that I can be beautiful. And I think that having nerve is beautiful and I also think that coming to terms and self-actualization is powerful and transformative so I would say nerve at this very moment and having the nerve to even talk about it and to be loud in this space that makes me feel very beautiful oh that there's never going to be a better answer <laughs> that was incredible I'm yeah. so moved I wanted like music to swell Thank you so well, much, David, I, for sharing that with us. I was hoping that you would have a song that you would be singing in the background while I was actually giving that answer. Okay, well, I'll work on it. Oh, you know what would have been good? I am beautiful in every, every single, single way. Words can't bring me down. down. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's we, a duet. I don't know why Christina hasn't asked us to be her backup singers in Vegas yet. I'm actually offended that the email hasn't come. Have you gotten yours? I have been waiting for it since I was 12. Yeah. And I've been refreshing my inbox, even at the time when I had Yahoo and AOL. Yes, same. And I still have access because I want to know if she emailed me. Right. You don't want to miss, the, you don't want to miss the emails. No, no. Well, but she hasn't. She'll hear this and hopefully the call will come. And we're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. We're too busy being entrepreneurs. <laughs> we're actually too busy with our own shit. But thanks for the offer. 
Anyway. Aguilera asked us to sing, we would both be like, um, maybe, but probably. No, I I actually have my bag packed in case. (laughs) And as soon as I get the call, I'm at that Van Nuys airport, honey. I have my assless chaps ready to go right over there. Let's do it, Christina. Let's do it. I hope. I hope more than anything that that happens for us. Uh, can you imagine? And now two people, David and Jackie, and we come out in our assless chaps, and they're like, who the fuck they're like, is who? They, no, they would, would love it. They would they love would it for sue. us. They would sue. They would be like, um, I feel violated. Why am I seeing a Korean person in assless chaps when he has a flat pancake butt? Hey, all butts deserve to be exposed in chat. That's true. Yeah. That is true. That is mm-hmm. true. Thank you for correcting yes, me. I stand course. corrected and I agree. Our asses are beautiful. <laughs> no matter okay. what they say. Exactly. No matter what anyone says. Okay, David. Oh, there's so much to discuss. My, fir- my first sort of intro into you and your work, because I know we talk about glowing. We talk about good light. When did you have your own personal glow up? Meaning, when did you say, you know what? I am beautiful. I am deserving. I am doing skincare. I got super into it. And now people come to me and ask me for tips. When did that happen? That is so interesting because, like I said, I never felt beautiful growing up because I never saw myself. There was never representation. And I feel as if most people, especially as an Asian male, we see studies that people swipe left mostly on Asian males, Mm -hmm. Asian Americans, because they're not considered beautiful. And so I do think, and I, I think I'd be remiss or would be lying if I didn't internalize that too. But I do believe that my glow up happened when I took that power back. And I was like, I am beautiful. If beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I am that beholder. And I am not going to say that I'm less than or otherwise or I don't belong because my ancestors in Korea, they fought so much for me to be at this moment and at this table. And I do not want to fail them and fail other people. And so I really do think that my glow up happened in high school. I was an activist and advocate from such a young age. I created a club called the International Diversity Club at my high school, Palmer High School. Shout out to the Terrors, which was a really odd name for a mascot's Terrors. And I remember always feeling as if I didn't belong to the school because people will tell me every day, where are you from? Where are you really from? Why are your eyes like that? Why do you look a certain way? But I was an activist. I was a school newspaper writer and I always wrote about Asian American issues. I wanted to educate folks. I uh, learned about Asian American history at a young age. And I felt so much power from the, the resources I found and so much power from my ancestors who came to America 200, 300 years ago really proving that Asians have always been Americans and we've always been in and a part of the fabric of this country. And so for me, I think that the glow up happened at an early age when I self-actualized, when I self-actualized and I realized that I belonged and I was more than enough and I was fiercely and proudly Korean American. So beautiful. You speak in sound bites and for a podcast that is exceptional. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I feel like I'm rambling so much. Please no. cut me off. <laughs> I want to sing underneath you and everything, <laughs> but but that's not what this show is, okay, everybody? Sorry. I know you want to hear us sing, but we have lots of other things to discuss. <laughs> How did you come up with the name Very Good Light, and what does it mean? Because for me, I interpret it as lighting is everything. At Like right now, I'm sitting in front of my Glamcore Ricky tall mirror because I'm like, Ooh, I don't she- let anybody see me without my good lighting. 
I think it's truly yeah. very important. But what is it? What is the origin story of that? Yes, thank you so much. I remember just feeling so, I would say, lonely and almost as if I don't belong many times in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, there. I think it's very uh, much a human trait to almost feel as if you are less than or you are unseen, or you should be invisible. Whether you have a pimple that day, or whether perhaps you got dumped, or you didn't get a job promotion, or whatever it is, we've all felt less than. And for me, I really thought about this notion about light, and not about the exterior light, not your, mm -hmm. you know, Glamcore so lighting system. So not exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> Not your, not the, the selfie light or the ring yes. light or even the sunlight or the moonlight. We don't need these external lighting factors or external validation because we have that light within. Oh, and so yes. if you have that very good light within, you no longer need to rely on anyone else and anyone else to give you permission because you are enough. And you are powerful enough to shine your light. And I think everyone has a light and that everyone has very good light and it's very personal and unique to them. And it's time for us to show ourselves, reveal our authentic truths to the world. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Yes, honey. That was beautiful. That was amazing. We have to write a song about your experiences and, and all of this wisdom that you're dropping. I think it could be a big hit. Let's make a TikTok famous. Okay, done. That's done. how you do it these days. Because then the, yeah. everybody, all the kids start using it for all their makeup videos and their cooking videos. Okay. Yes. That's my new goal. Yes. <laughs> I would love to discuss, because this is a theme in a lot of your work, the hyper-masculine, hyper-feminine divide in the beauty space. I know you've been researching this subject for years and years. You just wrote a book exploring this. Why do you think of all, can you come to some kind of conclusion for us of why there is such a hyper-masculine, hyper-feminine divide in the beauty community? It's so interesting. It has everything to do with marketing, right? And so if we look at our nascent selves, men, women, mask-identifying, femme-identifying, non-binary folks have always sought power through the act of beautifying. Even look in the animal kingdom and we see like peacocks or we see yep. birds and male species that are trying to beautify so that they can mate or that they can assert their power. And from the beginning of time, I researched this in Pretty Boys, but it was fascinating, Jackie, to see that 50,000 years ago, Neanderthals were beautifying oh. by using foundation, also oh. grounding up pyrite for highlighters, oh. for highlighters. And so we know that in our nascent state, like even 50,000 years ago, Neanderthals, who we think might only just grunt and throw rocks together. Right. They were beautifying because they, were they understood. They were beating that face. They were beating that face wow. and they were understanding that was powerful. And so what we see is the commercialization of makeup and who had the agency to use makeup products. But it was really during the 1900s that that all changed from war and colonization, westernization. Long story short, World War I happened. The men were shipped off to war. 
the women now had to go replace the men, men's jobs like at factories or the UPS or different manual labor jobs. And so the American marketing system now said, okay, women, you need to now be hyper feminine because Mm -hmm. you're taking over these male jobs and these men who are coming home from war, they're very much insecure that you one, took over their place, but two, they want to feel inspired. doing the jobs better than them? (laughs) Probably, absolutely. And two, they want to feel inspired. They don't want to come home and seeing women who aren't dressed up. And so the really effed up thing is that women were expected now to wear lipsticks and to wear stockings and to beautify for these manual labor jobs just because the men told them that they had to do so. Wow. And so these beauty brands like Chan Jean were like, okay, the patriotic thing to do is to wear a red lipstick. Or Vogue magazine would have uh, ads that said, if you don't wear makeup, then you are un-American. And so that's when everything changed. And that's when we see the hyper-masculinity and hyper-femininity in the beauty industry. Wow. I never expected that answer. It's very intentional. It It is very intentional. We are all just cogs in this machine. Yep. But then, to your previous point, the Neanderthals didn't have CoverGirl. They didn't have Vogue. So they just innately felt the need to enhance, to adorn themselves. It's really interesting. It is interesting. I can't wait to read your book. Uh, Professor Zilhow, I I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, but Professor Zilhow went to the excavations, Portuguese professor, and he saw kind of these shells, these shells that had Mm -hmm. remnants of foundation on it. And they weren't, he concluded, and his team concluded, they weren't paint for art or for wall paint. They were actually paint to mimic skin tones. And so when these people, they would create foundations, they would put it in shells because they, it was kind of like a compact for them back then. They wanted to store it. And they also ground these different rocks together so that it could be shimmery. Professor Zilhel, bless his heart, he was like, it was the shimmering effect. And and we're like, that's highlight. That's a highlighter. It's a highlighter. They wanted this glowing shimmering effect and i'm like uh yeah that is called a highlighter and that's for the high points of your face and the neanderthals already knew about beating the face well before kendall jenner and you know what neanderthals get zits too they sure do there were were probably teenage neanderthals they were like mom i cannot go to the rock ball with this zit (laughs) and she was like let me get out my shell let me wow that's so interesting i want to see that show Yes, that you know would what be I mean. So I want to see the Neanderthal influencer yes. living her life in high school. Yes, 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 and I also want you to write the theme song. Done. I'll make a cameo in the show. Maybe I can play the mom. Ooh, and I want some like grunting and some like rock in the yes. background being like torn together. I, I, I just, I need to see this. I need to. Hear okay, it. I'm gonna work on a treatment. I'll send you the draft, and we can. Oh. I don't know. Hollywood is calling. I, I hear the phone. Done. Done. <sighs> I'm, I'm okay. The next thing I want to ask you on the same conversation topic, you came in and were like, actually, there's a lot of us who aren't either of these categories and we would like a place to discuss things and be together, which is why that is very good light and your new line, good light. So I read that you felt compelled to create a gender inclusive beauty brand. What compelled that? I just felt so 
different and remote yeah. and and I didn't feel catered to in a beauty aisle. And if you think about it, it's still so antiquated. There is a hyper masculinity of the grooming section, yes. men's grooming. It's not even beauty because we have to really satisfy some very fragile men. Yes. And it's very much these macho bearded guys and it's beard oils and it's razors. And then it's the extreme opposite in the women's quote unquote yeah. women's section. It's hyper feminine. It's the makeup and it's the skincare like sheet masks or masks in general. And it's beauty products like an eyeshadow. But for right. someone like me who loves to pamper myself, I do shave, but I do like a beat face sometimes. I do want that snatched eye look or to create a glowing uh, effect with highlighters. Where do I belong? And I felt like it was just such a strange experience not seeing yourself and not being considered when it came to uh, buying practices or buying beauty. And I was like, are more people like this? And am I the only one? And when I was doing my research and talking to folks, it was like, uh, the younger generation actually thinks the same way. They don't shop by gender. Because right. as we know, beauty has no gender. Beauty yes. products have no gender. Like I mentioned, beauty has been so commercialized that that is why it's marketed in a binary fashion. But beauty has always been inclusive for everyone. And so I think that it's about time that we look at our conditioning and look at our past and see how we can come back to our nascent selves, which is to want to be beautiful by every product out there. Oh, you're speaking the truth, honey. <laughs> I'm so inspired. I know everyone listening is inspired. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about the good light brand. But first I want to ask you a silly question. I want to ask you, I know you've tried so many products throughout your years as a journalist and running mm -hmm. very good light. Mm -hmm. I know you've tried bad products. I know you've tried like brilliant things. Can you maybe share a couple in either category? Can you name anything <sighs> that was just horrible? You don't even have to name it by name. Have you tried anything that you were like, what the fuck is this? What were they thinking? Yes. Can I just say... When I received a cleanser that looked like a deodorant in a stick, uh -huh, I was wow. just so confused. Because first of all, does that mean that you cleanse your skin and then the bacteria from your skin just lays on the top Ooh. of this kind of cleansing deodorant oh. stick mechanism? And then and the so, next day you rub that old gross shit from the day before? Exactly. Okay. Are my dead skin cells coming back into my skin? Oh. I was like, this is not a good product for anyone. Mm -hmm. It's all about the impact. I understand the intent of trying to be different, but the impact of it made me want to throw this in the trash can, which I did. Mm -hmm. 
Something that I did love, I really just like accessible beauty at the Walgreens or a Target or a CVS situation. I think that you cannot go wrong with any cleansers unless it's super stripping, but anything that says for sensitive skin, you can't go wrong. And so I think that drugstore cleansers are heroes and we should talk about them more because they're really good. And I think that I would never be scammed into buying a cleanser more than $50. What is a cleanser really going to do that's worth $50? Because it's what removing impurities, removing makeup, but it's not going to set on your skin. It's not going to stay on your skin. Right. right? You rinse so that shit right off. You rinse it off after 30 seconds or less. And so for me, I think that it's a scam if you're paying anything above, I would even say $40, $35 for a cleanser. That's some hot tips right there. That's that the is tea. some hot information, mm-hmm. honey. Now let's talk about Good Light. We love. I read that your brand was informed by the very Good Light community. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what exactly does that mean? Did you yes. ask them what they're looking for and then you delivered? So it was a combo of two things. When we're doing articles or writing articles, we look at analytics, right, as a journalist and as an editor. And I'm like, oh, so this ingredient story worked well. And then we get immediate feedback from the comments or from Instagram or people emailing us. And so that was how we were informed part one. Part two is we had this kind of underground, hidden, and secretive family of good lighters, which we call lighters. They are our lighters. They're our readers. They're our extended family. And so we would ask them. We'd say, hey, would you want this? Or what do you think about this? What is missing in the market that you wish you had? And they would inform us directly uh, their true thoughts. And we developed a relationship over the four or five years. And they helped us with our three SKUs. And they really did inform us on what direction we should go. And they continue to inform us on our roadmap when it comes to continuing and expanding our good light world. Wow, how fun. It would be really, as a avid fan reader of a brand... To be knowing that my opinion was so valued would really be exciting to me. Our lighters are everything. And this is not to get so emotional, but it's true and authentic. Running a website was not easy, especially Mm -hmm. self-funded and having no backing. Like I don't have wealthy parents or I don't, I didn't have investors then. It was four years of pure, I would say it was pure passion, pure passion that allowed me to continue the website because it was very, very hard leaving a full-time job and doing this full-time. But I would turn to the lighter community and I would turn to our readers whenever I felt uninspired or as if I couldn't get out of bed or if I was sick. I was always like, oh my gosh, I have to write something on the site today and I really need to do this or that because they need this content. They need to feel as if they belong in this beauty conversation. And I always think about 16-year-old David, 15-year-old David in Colorado Springs, Colorado, who could have used a site like Very Good Light, who could have used a community that maybe saw them for who they were. And that's what made me feel more empathy and really got me out of bed all those mornings and all those late nights. It was thinking about people who also today in the present day were in remote places like Idaho or in Colorado or even in LA or New York and felt misunderstood and they needed a place to go to feel safe. And that's what really did inspire me for the past four years. It was our lighter community and I owe everything to them. Oh, I love that. That's exactly how I feel about my honeys. That's the Nashville listeners of the honeys. Honeys. And the honeys and the lighters, we know there's crossover. 
honey lighters. So the lighter honeys, mm-hmm. yes, it's we love the the communities are truly everything uh, to truly. a truly yeah, it's everything. It's everything. A, it's something that you can't buy, and it's also something that you have to cultivate, right? I yes. mean, it took years for you to cultivate the honeys, yes, and it took years for us to cultivate the lighters. A brand can't just come and pop up tomorrow and say we have a following because we bought the traffic and we we bought no it's soulless and it's not authentic and you really don't have any followers right yeah that's right we can tell when you have bots honey we can i see your two likes with your fifty thousand. yeah we see that and you know what we love that for you we love that for you but that's not our style nope not our style style. it's slow and steady and and authentic. Yes. That is what we're going for. Authenticity and truth. Speaking of truth, honey, I want to get the truth about your products. I want you to tell us each product. There's three, like you said. And they're revolutionary sustainable packaging because this is truly mm-hmm. how you can tell a skincare king was involved. <laughs> because it's not just about the products that are incredible and mindful and thoughtful. It's the packaging as well. You know what, Jackie? Thank you so much. We are going to try to be as sustainable as we can because, unfortunately, the technology isn't there for everything. Yes. Right? And so we, as founders and businesses, are at the mercy of vendors because I am not someone who actually creates the packaging, unfortunately, and I'm also not an inventor. So we are at the mercy, but we are sourcing the world, not just America, not just in South Korea where we're produced, but the world for new innovations. But I will say it was very important for me that our three SKUs launch with sustainable packaging, 100% sustainable packaging, whether it is the soy ink that we uh, print for our outside packaging, or whether it is even PP plastic for our caps. Our first SKU that I want to talk about is actually a 100% recyclable pump which is the world's first patented recyclable pump. Usually pumps, you can't recycle it because there's a metal spring, but this one does not have a metal spring involved at all. (gasps) It is our We Come in Peace probiotic serum, and it has probiotics. It has blue tansy, baca chul, moringa seed, and carrot seed oil. I do want to say that the probiotics is a probiotic lysate, which means it's not a live probiotic because that would mean it's unstable. That means that you would have to refrigerate it. It'd probably die within two or three days. But it is a probiotic lysate, which derives from an actual probiotic, but it's a lysate. And we have moringa seed oil, which is indigenous from India, but it's an, a multitasker. It's an oleic acid and it's an amazing fatty acid. And we also have uh, carrot seed oil, which is a natural antibacterial. Uh, and in lab studies, Jackie, we found um, from my research, several strains of E. coli and salmonella oh. or staph infections, they were eviscerated from carrot seed oil. And I was like, what? Carrot seed oil? Who would have thought cold-pressed carrot seed oil was so potent? We also have blue tansy within this, which is a natural cooling, Mm. beautiful oil that just will cool down your skin of irritation or inflammation. But it's so interesting because we also have baca chul. And our baca chul is something that for me is very important in skincare today, especially for sensitive skin. If you can't do a retinol, if you can't do a vitamin A, you really don't have any other alternatives. But a baca chul, they have found, it's a plant-based sister to retinol. And I say that in quotes, retinol in quotes. Mm -hmm. But it also has the same effects of cell turnover. 
and it really will help you with the, the wrinkles or the smoothing of the skin or also with acne or blemishes because of the skin cell turnover. And so it is something that I feel like has done wonders to my skin. The We Come In Peace Probiotic Serum, not to toot our own horn, but we've been getting real reviews. Mm -hmm. In some people, their eczema has been cleared within a week. Other people, their acne has been cleared within a day. Like my sister, she used it and in a day it flattened. And I was like, this (gasps) is insane. My redness. And also I was testing this product all last year when I was riding Pretty Boys and I had cystic acne. You can't see it now. I don't have any acne now, but I had cystic acne for the first time in my many years of life. And I was like, what is going on? From stress. Right. The stress of the pandemic, the book, social uprisings, just all of this going on. But when I used this probiotics, this We Come In Peace probiotic serum sample, I was like, whoa, it did wonders to my skin. My skin was glowy and the cystic acne, I felt like was less inflamed and angry. And that's when I knew that we had to pursue this as an actual product. It's so nice to finally hear about uh, something good for sensitive skin people yes. that is also like packs a punch and works. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like so many sensitive products, they're nothing. Like you said, it's funny. I've kept saying Bakuchi. I think I just, cause I like that it said coochie in it, but how do you say it again? Bakachul. Bakachul. This mm-hmm. ingredient, I'm so excited you brought it up because the, sensitive skin people need an alternative they want to play they want to be in the retinol space they want to get that experience but this is an option for them right and i also think that a lot of sensitive uh, skin doesn't have a lot of options except for just using generic products or Mm -hmm. products which probably aren't really exciting but for me i have sensitive skin and i love using everything i want a sexy product or an efficacious product and so we were very very deliberate and intentional to create an entire brand for sensitive skin people that was also effective for every other skin type as well yes Tell us the the other two products because that's the last step in the routine. That is the last step. The first step, I will say, is the Cosmic Dew Water Cleanser. And it's a gel to foam cleanser that gently removes dirt and impurities. And it leaves behind a glow. It was so important to me to create a gel to foam experience because I don't like cream cleansers. I don't know about you. I don't like I do not like them. I just don't. If if it doesn't foam up, I'm not convinced that it's working. Me too. I need it to foam. But what do we know, Jackie, about foam? foam cleansers. They strip your lipids or your natural oil and you feel dry afterwards. And so it was important for us to have a gel to foam experience that also was super hydrating. And so we went all stops to make sure that our cleanser was overly hydrating. I'm talking about glycerin, which obviously is something that hydrates your skin. I'm talking about a seaweed that is called Laminaria japonica that is the most hydrating of the 12 seaweed species. It also detoxifies your pores as well. I'm talking about prebiotics and a fruta oleosaccharide. Say that three times fast. No um, that's great for uh, your sensitive skin as well. I'm talking about hyaluronic acid, which we know plumps your skin mm-hmm. and is uh, directly in your found in your body. But beta glucan, which is more hydrating than hyaluronic acid, and beta glucan is not naturally found in your human body. You need to take supplements or eat food for beta-glucan. And so all of these compounded together with also vitamin E will do the most when it comes to hydrating your skin. And I was so fascinating, 
it's fascinating. After I used this cleanser for the first time, the final sample, we went through like 100, my skin was glowing and it was dewy. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even use anything else. I didn't put a toner. I didn't put a moisturizer. How is my skin naturally dewy after a cleanser? Does this it make sense? It didn't strip your skin. It didn't strip your skin. And it, it replenished also it. Replenished yes. it. Exactly. It replenished it and it reset it. And you can actually use it for two minutes as a hydration reset tool, a mask, so you will, before you uh, wash it off. A good hack from Olivia from the Good Light team. Shout out to Olivia. She told me that what she does is she puts on the water cleanser, the Cosmic mm -hmm. Dew Water Cleanser, and then she'll brush her teeth. And then after two minutes, she will wash it off for that otherworldly glow. But that's not all. I would like to brag that this is really great for taking off your makeup and sunscreen. We've had our users use this product, this cleanser, for their eyeliner, their waterproof eyeliner, and it wipes it off. Oh, and wow. it's just magic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this cleanser, I'm so obsessed with it. And it does the most. And you're like, and it's also mine. So that works out. <laughs> yeah, it's also it's also from my creation. It's so crazy. But I'm not to toot our own horn, but objectively as a beauty editor, I stand it. It is my holy grail. Oh, uh, well, tell us this the third. The third. Is this your favorite? I it's okay. I know, like question. you said, we all really have a favorite kid, so it's impossible for you to ask answer me. But this product is, I feel the hero. No, I had to put some lip gloss on yes, because I need I to just you. calm my nerves yes, because yes. I knew this question was coming up. Yeah, because sometimes people are on a budget and they're like, "We love David. We love Very Good Light. We want to <laughs> check out the brand. We want to start with one." You I know? will say that it is our best seller okay. and i think that it is the most popular skew of our mm -hmm. three i won't say the best but it, it is our most popular it's just a dreamy creamy all-in-one formulation and it is a one-stop shop it's an all-star product that does the most not only does it nourish with hydration with niacinamide and snow mushroom but it has soothing ingredients like oak kernel extract ceramides to help a robust skin barrier function it has ha's to slough away dead skin cells in a natural fruit medley that we have in there a meadow foam seed oil which we already talked about mm -hmm. and it is going to help with the pea of your skin. It is a 5.5 pH. It's slightly acidic, so it's going to help with your acidic skin, make it a little more calm and calibrated, but it's going to hydrate, exfoliate, smooth, nourish, and it's just going to give you that nice glow. And can I tell you that it's just so milky and delicious and selfishly, the product came about because I am an oat milk aficionado. I'm oh. obsessed with oat milk. Before yeah. the world came about with oat milk, I was trying to be an advocate for oat milk because I loved it so much. And now finally Starbucks has it. And now there's an oat milk shortage because right. maybe my activism for oat milk was just too strong. But the oat milk was the kind of my driving force and inspiration for the consistency of this toning lotion and it's so delicious and the juicy. color is i've just seen it but i love it because skincare should be a sensory experience it should be something that you look forward to and when you look down it's alluring and exciting and so it is it really is beautiful 
Yes, it's just such a beautiful experience. And when you put it on, there are other milky toners, but I don't think it's as moisturizing as ours. Ours is so much more moisturizing. I think it's from the Snow Mushroom Extract. Snow Mushroom holds its weight in water by a thousand times. <gasps> and it's wow. also a staple in places like China. They actually eat Snow Mushroom to plump their skin of collagen and maintain youthful uh, appearances. There's actually a very interesting story that from the Tang Dynasty in China, a concubine named Yan Guifei from 700s, a, from 700s AD used snow mushroom to maintain her youthful appearance so that she would be more attractive and maintain her attractiveness for the emperor, the Chinese emperor. And so if it worked for this concubine in the 700s, it'll work for work you. Work for us, yeah. It'll work for me too. And it has been working. I feel like it's such a powerful ingredient in our toning lotion. And I'm so glad that it's in there because it plumps your skin and it'll give you that nice dewiness. Oh, David, you have given us not only a lesson on ingredients and all the new exciting ingredients that are happening in skincare. You've also given us a history lesson. And it's all been seamlessly combined with singing and laughter. And this has just been an absolute delight. I really want to end on your book, Pretty Boys. Okay. You deep dive in this book into how men have always been taking care of themselves with skincare, personal care regimens throughout history. It's just something that nobody's really discussed. And you already gave us a little hint at that when you were discussing cave or uh, what was Neanderthal. It? Neanderthal. Neanderthal mm -hmm. people. Can you give us a couple more things? I was reading just a little, your press kit, and it's talked about Pharaoh's exfoliation regimen. And I said, please, I need to know this. Because okay. I've had two psychics tell me I was alive in Egyptian times. So I'm like, maybe I was a part of this? Stop. Okay, yeah. so the Pharaohs were so fascinating because they were the ultimate beauty boys. And it was for yes. a spiritual practice because they wanted to look their best in front of their gods and resemble their gods. And so we'll talk about makeup and wigs and all the things later. But let's talk about the Pharaoh's morning regimen. Yes, He would please. wake up in his beautiful ca castle, kingdom, his room, whatever you'll call it. And he'll wake up to dozens of servants just waiting for him to wake from slumber. And they would file his hands while he's still asleep. <gasps> they would his... dunk wow, him. Wow, manicure while asleep. Goals. While asleep. Mm -hmm. There's actually a, a position in ancient Egypt that you were a, a manicurist and that would be put on your tomb because it was a very, very prestigious position <gasps> to have. I agree. So, yes, you were touching the pharaoh's hands and filing down his toenails and it was a very prestigious pr position. But they would dunk the pharaoh in a milk bath, <gasps> exfoliate with milk and honey. They would also moisturize from head to toe with myrrh and they would put all of these very expensive oils all over the body. They would wax in a process called sugaring the oh. entire body. So pharaohs had no body hair. Not and even then, on their balls? Not even on their balls. It was a process <laughs> of sugaring. They wow. didn't want body hair. And they also beautified with obviously the eyeliner that mm -hmm. we know from coal and a mixture of gold, like actual gold emeralds was mixed into this actual ingredient, this powder. Wow. And they used it not only for beauty, but to also mimic gods. 
but also in turn, it was a natural insect repellent. And so when flies nice. or mosquitoes... We love it, an all-in-one. An all-in-one situation. <laughs> and, and the flies and mosquitoes wouldn't come into the eye area. And so it was also a very much practical reason that they used this. But their wigs were so amazing. I didn't Made know from... pharaohs wore wigs. Yeah, because they didn't have Where hair. Have they shaved wow. their hair. They didn't have any body hair. And so they would use wigs as a way of asserting power and position in their kingdom. And so their wigs were sometimes made out of horse hair, sometimes made out of goat, but human hair as well and, and mixed in between. They had dozens and dozens of wigs lined in their rooms. Wow, it's and like so... Alyssa Edwards. Yes, uh, yes. Eliza oh. Edward has nothing, nothing <laughs> on, the on a wigs. pharaoh. <laughs> and it was just very fascinating because this was like a three, four hour process before they would even go to do their daily activities like war or having to um, tend to their kingdom and their people or even going to these temples for the gods that they would have to then revere or give reverence to. So it was this three, four hour process and I wrote the chapter. It's early in the morning and there are people creating wigs and there are folks uh, lining up tables of beauty products. This isn't a Vogue cover shoot. This is a yes. daily occurrence this for the Pharaoh. This is Pharaoh's Tuesday. Pharaoh's, yes, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, every single day. And so Pharaoh's were very fascinating. I'll say that there are warriors like Vikings. Vikings were beauty boys. And right now in this present day, we're, we're like, oh my gosh, Vikings were so macho. They're so mm -hmm. beautiful. Yes, they were fierce warriors, very much uh, big in stature. So we know that they were tall, they were muscular, but they had every Saturday devoted to bathing. Actually, Saturday in their native tongue is called bathing day. And so wow. it was this very, very practical all day affair where they're just bathed in these natural hot springs. They were more of the cleansy, cleanly people in that region because the other Anglo-Saxons like the British or the English, they did not bathe. Not, they probably bathed once a year. Wow. And so these, in contrast, the Vikings, they bathed once a week, which they thought was immoral behavior for in terms of Christianity. They thought that bathing was immoral because you had to get naked. But these big, sexy men, they also had a grooming kit. I'm talking about toothpicks, toothbrushes, brow <gasps> products. I'm talking about hair combs. I'm talking about all of it. Wow. They would have it with them next to their weapons on their bodies. They were obsessed with beauty. And I'm going to end with the Babylonians who on their last days, they, they these warriors were warriors who went to war every single day. Before they would ever go into battle, they went to a salon where they oh. did their nails and they lacquered it up and they looked their best. And they did that before they went into a bloody battle. To because they said, if I'm going to strike somebody, I want them to, the last thing they see is my Manny, my pop. Is my Manny, Manny my petty. It yes. better be popping. And so it was so fascinating to me to see warriors. They innately The most hyper-masculine Exactly. Sort of icon you can think of. They would slice off your head in ba battle, like at a drop of a drive. And, and they honestly were the most hypermasculine, fierce people on earth, but they beautified. Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. David, if you had to pick 
a skin routine from any of the people in your book to co-opt for yourself, what, who would you choose? I know you also talk about current people. There's like Pharrell is a skincare king. Who knew? Yes, Pharrell. I think you said something about Drake's routine. Like anybody in your book, in your research that you could say, you know what? I'm going to take that routine. Who would you choose? Honestly, Pharaoh sounds pretty nice. I would like 12 people to wake me up and do my nails. The Pharaoh was pampered AF. So I would definitely say the Pharaoh. I'm looking in the book again just to see if I'm missing anyone else's skincare routine. The Pharaoh was amazing. Alexander the Great was obsessed with fragrances. <gasps> obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. Would collect different ingredients and send it back home to create fragrances. He was kind of a fragrance nerd. Wow. So I really think that that was fascinating. But let's talk about King Louis the Fourteenth. Okay. Please. Who was the original kind of mean girl. And before his time... Everyone was like, why are we wearing wigs? Is it acceptable for us to wear wigs? And he was balding because maybe he had an STD. We don't know this for sure. But people thought he was balding at at a young Mm -hmm. age because of an STD he uh, acquired. But he was shedding all of his hair, going bald. And long story short, he started to say, do I want to be a bald king? Or do I want to wear wigs? Like foot long like six foot long wigs and so he started this trend and it became huge he was the original regina george and he was like don't laugh don't think that this isn't cool i'm gonna make it cool and all throughout europe everyone started wearing wigs and i think that his beauty regimen was really cool because he was able to express himself with these lavish wigs and i thought that was really interesting how he created an entire trend throughout europe oh wow it's like his hair is full of secrets it is, yes. He had yes. so many secrets. It's like when she wore the tank top with the holes cut out and just goes, eh, and then everybody started doing it. You know the reference, wow. Jackie. That's Honey, exactly of course what I, I was do. getting Of to. course I do. Well, You're that is fascinating. I know everybody's going to want to buy the book now. I know everybody's going to want to buy the Good Light products. So, David, will you please tell us where we can find everything? And please include yeah. Instagrams and everything your own instagram which by the way best instagram name ever you win really? yes oh my gosh, thank it's you. so fun it when i saw your instagram i was like this reminds me of like aol instant messenger names yeah. i think we all should be doing that we shouldn't just be our name on social media we should have a fun handle Yes, I think so too. Thank you so much for that because I came up with this in college and everyone was like, that's kind of weird, but I'm kind of into it. But that being said, you can find me at Socialite, like the city of Seoul and Socialite, I guess. Socialite. Socialite. My personal, you can find Good Light on TikTok at goodlight.world and also on Instagram at goodlight.world or go to goodlight.world for our products. And you can find Pretty Boys at your local bookstore. Please do support local bookstores. Go to bookshop.org as well if you don't have a local bookstore because that uh, website really does allocate some funds to bookshops around the country. And are you doing any events for the book coming up? Because I, I know so. the honey's love of good event or a virtual event or because I know everyone's like, this is fascinating. Now, after hearing you just Aww. barely scratch the surface of your research, I, I want to know everything. And I want a movie or a TV show about this. Me too. I think that this could be such a great show for the History Channel. Maybe mm-hmm. shake up some hyper-masculinity there. Yes. But we will have a virtual tour. So I will give all the honeys all the information, all the lighters, all the tea. And then we're trying to do some in-store activations. We're seeing how many people are taking the vaccination. So mm-hmm. if you care about what i'm talking about please tell everyone to get vaccinated because we need to get vaccinated to get back to normal and i think that we are trying to schedule some in-person events maybe even one in la i will oh i'll be there 
I will be there. You'll be the first to know, and maybe you'll sing. open up with a singing yeah. performance, the Cream song, which I yes. love. And hopefully we'll do some things in New York too and here in Colorado where I am. But either way, I'm so looking forward to talking more about this and, and delving more into history with everyone on, on virtually. Oh, thank you, David. I, I think I told your team this, but Suchin Pak was on Natchibu in December and <gasps> I and I flipped out because I watched her growing up and she is Me the too. voice of MTV Cribs, which is like my internal monologue of life and she said at the end, she goes, you need to have my friend David on. You need David to be on. <gasps> oh, my God. And I've had you on my list of, like, potential people to reach out to. And then all of a sudden, I get an email where we want to do press. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is meant to be. I've been wanting you on for months. And it's I'm so pleased oh that you're here. Gosh. It's just this was my delight. The universe unfolds in the strangest ways. It sure and I do does. think that we were meant to come together at this moment. And thank you so much for taking out time for little old me and my, you know, endeavors that I'm trying to do. But it means a lot to have support from the industry. And it means a lot. And I feel so validated today. So thank you. Thank you. I can't wait for us to meet and uh, get coffee in Pasadena and yes. cover ourselves in Pharaoh's oils and just Ugh, live yes. our life. Live our life. Let me we just leave it. with this yes. meadow foam seed oil. Meadow foam seed oil. Pharaoh wishes he had meadow foam seed oil, honestly. <laughs> he wishes he had that. He wishes. He, he, he does. sure he does. does. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. You deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream that neck and keep your fringe fresh. Ooh. David, do you cream your neck? I cream everywhere. Yes, because you are... A pharaoh living yes, in modern life. Yes. I don't know if I've ever had such an exciting dance to end Natch View before. I love that. Oh my gosh. Let's let's create choreography next for yes. this song. No, I I'll be all all iconic songs need iconic choreography to go with them. I'll so be. I'll be working on it for you. <laughs> Amazing. Can't wait. <laughs> 